had a guy. Uh, good morning, everyone, by the way. <laughs> I had a guy on Discord say, How do you get it not to wobble? And I said, uh, I don't know which videos you're watching, but it looks pretty damn wobbly to me. And so I don't know if he was being, if he was trying to be funny or whatever, but <laughs> I don't know, it's always hard to tell, right? Um, but anyway, of course, like, as soon as I hit record, dogs start barking behind me, roosters start crowing. <laughs> it's like really silent a second ago. So, today I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, economics and Federal Reserve, Bitcoin, and you know, there's a lot of talk currently and kind of the overall tone is ominous. <laughs> you know, even the president, uh, Mr. Orange Man, bad. Sorry about the shakiness. I'm trying to adjust the thing so it's not so shaky, but for some reason today it appears to be extra shaky. Let's see if we can fix that really quick. But anyway, so... You know, it's like in the air, basically. Seems like, you know, I've been sensing it. Uh, not just sensing it, but we can tell with the overall uh, debt and uh, the state of the Fed and the uh, interest rates, <clears throat> along with the overall prices of basic goods and services and clothing, things like that. Um, when we compare uh, what it costs to buy things, the power of the dollar, it seems to be weaker than ever. Well, and it is weaker than ever. And it's not just that, it's, it's there's several banks uh, on the verge of collapse. Um, Again, like I said, the president himself even commenting on kind of saying, like, hold on to your butts, here we go. You know, and if we go that way, it wasn't me and my tariff war. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not going to get into the political talking head points. I, from when Orange Man Bad got in office, I said back then I predicted, you know, what... Because the economy really... It could so-called collapse at any time. Now, what I say is that it's already collapsed. Like, it's not already in a situation where we're in a completely impossible Ponzi scheme type situation. And if you know anything about kind of the central banking, uh, fractional reserve, um, overall federal reserve system, which is now more like, it'd be more properly called the, um, the Bank of International Settlements System in Geneva, Switzerland. I believe that's where the headquarters is. I know it's in Switzerland. I'm just not sure if it's Geneva. Uh, so anyways, all these facts don't matter. The point is, I mean, the facts matter. I'm not here to, to go, these are the facts that you need to know. And what it is, is it's the Rothschilds and and the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, they, back when I was reading 
The Creature from Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffin. No, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. G. Edward's a man, obviously. The Creature from Jekyll Island was written, I believe, in 84, which is just unbelievable. Obviously, Eustace Mullins was writing his book on the Fed before that. And, but really, you know, the average person, it would be worth me going into the, to the facts. Here's how the Rothschilds, no, I don't know why it's an old person's voice. It's just like, you know, obviously that's redundant. There's plenty of that. I would watch The Century of Enslavement by James Corbett. That's the go-to. Um, always keeping in mind that G. Edward and the, the Creature from Jekyll Island book may have been, I mean, it was written a long time ago, and maybe G. used a little bit of, uh, you know, he, he was a little elastic in his explanation of the initial story of how the Fed and, and how it was drafted and how he, he, he's almost apologetic for Congress, like, oh, well, they weren't there and it was the 24th of December when nobody in Congress, that should be no excuse. Like, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm out on vacation out from my works that I do and there's a huge problem that was caused by something that I could have stopped had I been paying attention, I can't just be like, well, I, I wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the, the bottom line is the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, or late 1912, however you want to look at it, was passed and is continued to be, you know, it's con every year or whenever the opportunities come up that Congress could change the way they roll with how uh, the economy works, they continue to put down and say, okay, yeah, we want to continue to, you know, they'll talk about the deficit in the news, but what matters is that they'll keep borrowing or keep lending, however you want to look at it, because they lend, they sell bonds to the Federal Reserve in exchange for fake fiat currency, right? So here I go going into the well, here's what you need to know. It's the Rothschild. Jacob Rothschild. <laughs> see. Okay. Back on track with what I was targeting to talk about here was, yes, the economy is very poor. And it's going to get a lot worse. You know, here where I live, maybe I can put up a graph on the screen of, like, the housing prices over the last five years. And, unfortunately, I sold my house about five years ago. <laughs> and I would have made a lot more money had I just held out. But who knows? I mean, you can't. You know, things may have worked out a lot differently. I... I was in, in that same time period, found my beautiful wife and her awesome son, fall in love, fallen in love with both of them. We have a beautiful family now and two additional children. So, 
you know, I don't want to go back and change anything, but, you know, wouldn't have been bad to make an extra hundred grand on that house. And at the same time, I would have had to pay a lot more to the, to the other entities, right? You know, so anyway, the point is, if you look at the, the housing here, it's inflated, it's, it's overpriced. Things need to correct, and they will. And honestly, Utah has a very kind of different economy than other places like coastal cities or, you know, definitely like California or Oregon. Um, our economy was actually quite resilient in the 2008. The housing market just tanked everywhere, but although I was unemployed, <laughs> I lost my job at that time. The, the employment here really was nothing like the rest of the country and you know we didn't and there's there's a reason for that uh there's lots of reasons for that but I don't want to go into all that the point is is that I think that also contributed to why we are kind of so overinflated here that and a lot of tech companies move to Utah because we're very friendly to uh business we're so I'm using language of like a total brainwashed slave statist. Uh, we, the people, who are not actually the people that we think we are. <laughs> yeah, in the Constitution, the we the people part, that's not you. And that's not us. And that's a whole nother discussion. But the point is, is there will be a problem. The, 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 the economy, A, is designed to have major ups and downs, which we've seen since the Federal Reserve come came into play, right? And I'm sure before that, there was lots of chaos caused by central bankers as well. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, like money lenders in general, right? Like why did Jesus go and flip over the tables? It was because it was, it was unfair, right? In the money lending temple, right? It's because there was extreme usury and people are going to immediately go that's not the way I interpret okay so I'll go I'll go get better acquainted with the allegorical story and try to take out the lessons again okay but I'm not going to argue with someone who's taking every bible verse in every story like it's literal truth and there's no you know allegorization or mysticism or you know what they're doing is they're get, they're getting involved with the myth makers and believing that it's completely true story everywhere every word of the bible wow it must be a friday right i'm just tangenting all over the place sorry about that let's get back to the point and now, back to your regular broadcast. The idea, what I wanted to get across mainly was, I've seen this kind of sentiment and anarcho-capitalist community is notorious for thinking that because the US dollar is kind of stumbling and tumbling up right now and might collapse, which, Again, it's already collapsed. It's an unsustainable system that's 
gone completely out of control and at this point we're off not in Kansas anymore somewhere else and that we've never been and I don't think anybody understands how all the QE and all the the wars and disasters and lost trillions and uprisings and things like that and Bitcoin and whatever else all the disruptive technologies are really gonna kind of make this whole thing hit a lot harder I think but it's designed that way and for people to think that somehow you know anarcho-capitalists are now um, watching the fall of the government because the US dollar is collapsing or something like that I, I'm you know that's the complete opposite of what's happening really that's designed you know the government isn't just congress and the president and all the people in the offices that get pit you know that to clarify i'm gonna have to come up with a better word because you know you could call it the oligarchy or something like that or the occultocracy it's not just government you know it's another thing that you'll you'll see in a lot of these movements and things is like simplification of of what's going on and just like everything is just the government you know and it doesn't work like that like the world doesn't work like that it's gray governments and corporations you know work together and corporations and governments aren't real like it's it's all in the end men and when i say that i mean everyone humans uh human is not actually a real thing it's men and woe men the womb carrier the woman is all just men and so it's unfortunate that we have to clarify things like this but because people don't read and feminists see things super black and white even standard uh, rules of language and literature and things like that don't apply because the word men is offensive even though it's actually a very inclusive word you know but so I need to clarify that maybe I'll do it about 20 more times and then I won't have to do that anymore but not today obviously so the point was is that it's it's not just like the government and and if the Federal Reserve system collapses the same exact people or the same mindsets of people the same generational families the Rothschild they will still be doing the same thing and you want to know why <laughs> it's because the problems of the world that we're facing when it comes to the loss of freedom the struggle for freedom the technocratic luciferian death cult control grid whatever you like to call it the it's the illuminati no, no. <laughs> it's the the masons you see it's the jewish masons it's the the zionists are, are in control of everything said g edward griffin Ooh. Just a stick, but it looked like a snake. <laughs>
So it's not a problem of government only. That's my point, is that it's basically evil and ignorance and apathy towards evil that creates the conditions of the planet in this 3D dimensional reality. Or should I say like the demented reality <laughs> that we've created. They can be changed. I'm not saying they can't be changed, but the conditions that we've created aren't an economic problem. That's why we will have to walk out here a little bit. That's why, that's why the dollar collapsing doesn't fix anything. That's why Bitcoin doesn't fix anything. That's why just investing in silver and gold and maybe even not paying taxes doesn't fix anything. I mean, even oversimplifying it and say, well, what you should do is just become an anarcho-capitalist and stop paying taxes. The taxes aren't even really like a thing that they need from you. That's more of just like, you know, making it up front in your face that you're enslaved and getting away with it and like getting to the point where we can tax the air you breathe because you're producing too much carbon. And these aren't, like, I'm not making that up. These are literal proposals from the crazy greenists, the greening agenda and, you know, absolute batshit crazy people like AOC, who, I mean, I really do think she's just shilling. I, I'm pretty sure she's a paid actress, and I'm not just saying, like, like, everything's a conspiracy and everyone's a paid actress. That's not what I'm saying. Like, I literally do think that you can go find that information that, like, she got hired <laughs> as a politician to, like, put on this role. And, like, she's perfect for it because I think she does even, like, believe half of the bullshit that she says. Um, she just must not be very intelligent. That's, you know, I mean, socialism... Uh, doesn't work. It's it's like it's almost like the economy we have now but worse because it just adds additional Problems with wealth redistribution on a massive level and can lead to the state, you know Taking way more control over over things in your life um, And then it's economically unsound it doesn't make sense and people end up suffering massively on, ma on a massive scale you know if you read the Gulag Archipelago, uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, Solzhenitsyn, what you need to know is the Solzhenitsyns. <laughs> now most people probably haven't heard of Alexander Solzhenitsyn because they're, you know, heavily indoctrinated, brainwashed slaves, and they would only ever be you know, condoning and putting forth democratic socialism as an idea because they would have to be completely ignorant <laughs> of history. Recent history, too. It's not like anyone's asking them to, like, lift a boulder and go up a huge mountain and uh, look way back into history. You know, it's like, in case you didn't know, 
Hitler was a socialist. The Nazis were socialists. Oh no, they were! Well, that's what the Nazi means. <laughs> National socialists. And, uh, you know, the Soviets were socialists and communists. Socialist communists. You know, in the end, it's really all the same thing. But it's not, see, the oversimplification of it is that it's an economic problem. And it's not, it's a spiritual problem. It's a moral issue. The tender, the fiat, the currency, doesn't matter. The voluntary head just exploded. <laughs> you can hear the anarcho-capitalist crying. Doesn't matter. The Federal Reserve. Telling you, that's not the issue. If we were to be moral human beings and uh, follow the laws of nature, as a mass, like, now this is utopian, it's not gonna happen. And this is not my aim. The point is, is that if that were to happen, the form of economy, the form of government, external government, of course, that would take place, it would be, even if it were like a minarchy type situation, it would be so, not what it is now, and so different. But I don't think people would have a major issue, you know, like I've said before, I'm not, I mean, I'm not labeling myself as a minarchist, and I'm not in that camp. But there are forms of hierarchy and structure that can work, again, and do work very well. And human beings are gonna probably gravitate towards not uh, complete anarchy, honestly. Like, so that's something I've been, you know, getting my my words and my rhetoric more fine-tuned. I have a lot loaded there that I'd like to go into <laughs> when it comes to an anarchist and what that means and what uh, you know the actual definition is and also my position on the whole thing, right? But I think that would be a different video, and I actually have that prepared for the, you know, the Falling Into the Movement Traps official series, which, you know, I'm kind of saving a lot of the golden nuggets and golden arguments that I've come up with for that, and which is very difficult to do, and that's why I've really just been kind of picking on the voluntarists, because, you know, it's a great place to start. I feel like, you know, it's, it's easy, easier to see and maybe less emotionally charged than some of these other, like, libertarianism and anarchism, which is really popular right now, which... Basically, let me just summarize a basic thing, is that... Again, so... If we were actually moral human beings and living under the laws of nature, under the laws of God... A, there probably wouldn't be anything called a government except for self-governance. 
people governing themselves to follow the laws of nature and align themselves with the truth. And uh, also having zero tolerance for the lie, that would be a very important aspect of a society like that, this utopian ideal, which I'm not an idealist and I don't think that this is gonna manifest, I'm just saying. I'm getting now into a you know, philosophical dis discussion about consistency with the anarcho-capitalist that they mainly focus on it as, well, it needs to be free trade and that's going to bring about the most freedom for everybody as long as there's no central controller. And there's so many arguments against this position that they just fail to recognize at all. Like, um... What do you think created the current reality as it is now? And how do you think that those people that have manifested these conditions are going to somehow arbitrate? Because they'll always say, well, there won't be evil monopolies. There may be forms of monopoly, but there won't be like giant evil monopolies because people can just vote with their dollar and they can just go buy something else. And But if you look at how people vote with their dollar now, even in the centrally controlled economy, they support all kinds of things that don't have anything to do with uh, bringing more freedom or seeking truth or being healthy or being prosperous. Whoa! <laughs> so, well, they'll come around, you know, and that, that's what I'm saying is no, they won't. The masses aren't going to come around. That's, you know, it goes back to freedom is the path of the individual, not any group or collective. And if you do sit and wait for the government to collapse and the masses to come around to anarcho-capitalism and voluntarism, I'm telling you right now, it's never going to happen. And I'm not saying that to be negative. I'm saying it to be honest about the conditions that we're in. And that's kind of this upcoming live stream on Sunday is going to be my honest assessment of the current conditions of humanity. So <laughs> that ought to be fun. Um, it's planned for Sunday. I try to keep things loose in case something comes up, in case I take off to Nevada for the weekend or something. It is Labor Day weekend. But if I'm home and my show gets prepared then we'll go live Sunday around probably like 1 Eastern you know 11 my time so and then d down the road like the topics that I'm talking about today I'm definitely gonna go into more depth on but the issue with the dollar collapses all, all that's gonna happen is, and it, it's already happened, actually. See, what I mentioned earlier was the Bank of International Settlements. Well, they're the central bank of central banks. And these things kind of popped into existence post-World War II, along with the IMF and the International Monetary Fund. Or, <laughs> the, <laughs> and the, uh, the, uh, what's the other damn satanic bank called? <laughs> It's the IMF and the, the worldwide the Worldwide Wildlife Fund. No, I'm just kidding, I don't know. I can't remember the name of 
the other arm of that uh, um, cartel, it'll it'll pop in my head. So, the United Nations and the IMF and the World Bank. There you go, <laughs> the Global Bank, Global Coin. Mark Zuckerberg will be your global leader with his global coin. It was going to be called global coin and then they changed it to, to Libra, Libra coin, which is a very, very typical inversion. Because Libra, like freedom, you know, or uh, books. But, uh, like, there aren't any books or freedom in. Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp and all the other apps under the the Libra Association. Uh, it's already done. They've already have. See, they just they'll give you hints of things sometimes, but that you're not going to get the agenda right out in front of your face. But basically, the World Bank already goes around following up the United Nations and. Um, America's disasters all around the world such as like uh, Libya Iraq um, Venezuela <laughs> That's not funny, but I mean most people don't understand the the intelligence agency's influence in toppling uh, leadership in Venezuela and installing puppets and installing socialism and democracy Which again democracy is another word for socialism Fabian socialism is just another word for slavery. Go back and read Beatrice Webb and Bertrand Russell. And, you know, and fortunately we're sort of in agreement. Now I do, on, you know, the current, the conditions of humanity, they just take a lot different approach than I ever would. <laughs> they, they say, therefore we must install the cybernetic, technocratic control grid of behaviorism and social conditioning and social engineering and eugenics and depopulation and, you know, the, the vaccination agenda and uh, getting everybody into inner cities and basically tanking the economy, not in order to free everyone from the tyrannical United States of America, but to enslave you worse. The economy is a dial. All it is. It's just a dial to uh, squeeze down any resistance when necessary. And so people that are hungry, people that are just trying to make ends meet, aren't going to be doing a lot of reading of Bertrand Russell. <laughs> Although they should, you know, really. Get your ends met and then do what you need to do. I mean, do you think I'm rich? I support a family of five. Um, me and my wife do. Yes, I, I do the income earning, but that doesn't mean it's not a, a team, a team effort because, you know, we homeschool our kids and we're doing a lot of things to take responsibility for the upcoming situation that is gonna happen, you know, and we're making sure to have in plenty of investments in the proper areas and fail safes and backup plans and reducing the the cost of living as much as we can. But we do homeschool and so 
that was intentional by design, lifestyle design. And uh, same with me being able to work remote, which is also by lifestyle design. And so for us, we're a lot more liquid and we can uh, probably be able to thrive during this upcoming economic downturn. Um, back in 2016, 2017, I did a video uh, conference uh, presentation of sorts at Vitalize Studios here in Salt Lake. It was called uh, The Future Economy, uh, Bitcoin and the Decentralized Economics or something like that. I'll put a slide up here on the screen if I can find the graphics. And, uh, you know, there was a guy from Dash who came and presented and uh, Trent Larson came and talked about the basics of cryptocurrency and and then he showed everyone how to use it, use it and everything, but the point uh, was, was back then I said uh, to everyone, somebody said something like, well, how does this fix the problem with the economy? And I just straight up said it doesn't, and it's not going to fix the economy probably, you know? This is the future though, and, this, and that's why we did it. We were just trying to educate people on what's coming. And of course, People who really want to strive for more freedom in their lives are going to find the tools to use it. And there are more tools available now than ever. That's not my point. My point is, is not, see, see, that's where people are going to get this whole thing twisted up. Oh, well, you're saying that there's not this rise of freedom and freedom-minded people and all these things happening. They're benefiting. No, that is all happening. I'm, I'm not discounting that. But it's not some massive awakening, you know. Uh, I know almost zero people that are actually awake. And see, I don't even put myself in this stupid category of the awake people, you know? Because to be awake would mean that you truly are uh, not a slave. <laughs> And you can't be in the legal fiction, in the matrix, or in the secondary matrix of libertarianism, voluntarism, anarchism, while still in the legal fiction, and still ultimately under under the control of a of someone who's claiming jurisdiction over your movements and your actions and what you do and how you uh, where you live and what the property you live on is. Property taxes you pay are proof that you're not awake, <laughs> you're not free, that's for sure, but definitely not awake, quote unquote. So, it's the same as like saying that the French Revolution brought about 100% freedom, when all they did was change the mask. They just moved it from, oh, the monarchy that rules you to the parliament that rules you. And the, the shadowy figures and the power behind the throne has always been the same. It's, you see, the Rothschild and the Rockefellers. So, yeah, I hate, I hate, I, I'm not, you know, trying to be like, Debbie Downer, I'm saying I'm actually very positive about 
about the conditions for the people that actually want to take on the responsibility for what it's what it's going to take to start to uh, turn the tide or even just for you to discover your personal individual path because too many people get caught up in trying to cause a wave and get everybody else involved and get their whole family to see it the way they do and get into all this activism, this hollow activism, then they don't have the foundational axioms correct. And so just thinking that anarcho-capitalism is going to solve the problem or voluntarism, you know, I think these things actually just make it worse because it's confusing, it's a false trail, it gets people off um, into thinking that if they just use Bitcoin that that's going to fix everything. And that's not how cause and effect works basically. You know, I do, I've, I've mentioned the laws of nature and natural law a lot. And I know I, I say this a lot too, we're going to go into that in the future. I always put myself up for like years and years of work in my videos, <laughs> which is fine because I, I probably will be doing this type of stuff as long as I draw breath from this place. Trying to, trying to keep it fresh, trying to keep stuff unredundant, and I don't hear a lot of people talking about this stuff out there. I hear a lot of people promoting the stuff that I'm po poking the holes in and finding all these contradictions in. There's plenty of that. But, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Show me the people out there who've looked into voluntarism and anarcho-capitalism heavily and are now pointing out issues with these movements. I mean, I can point them out because I've been researching this for a while. But the, I was asking kind of an open source question. I'm not saying you won't be able to find people. Hey, there's a, a bunny. My dog thinks he's going to be able to catch. <laughs> it's crazy. By the way, I haven't introduced Mosley to my audience yet. He's been in plenty of my videos. But in case you were wondering, that's that's Mr. Mosley from the Downton. Just kidding. It's just Mosley. I did not name him after that show. My wife's watching that show now, though. So I know of Mr. Mosley. And if you knew me personally, you'd know I really like to make fun of British people quite often. It's almost my second in personality is is some silly British person. Several, several different of them. <laughs> Should we bring Mr. British on the show more often? <laughs> Mainly it's because I don't like British people. <laughs> <If> I... <laughs> uh, that's horrible, right? But if I was going to be racist against somebody, it would be everyone in Britain. All of Britain. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, Americans used to have it, right? And suddenly, we got things changed around, and now we're best buds again, right? But, uh, if you understand the Anglo-American establishment, the Cecil Rhodes Roundtable, the Milner Group, Council on Foreign Relations, the Royal Institute for, Inter 
What you need to know is that the Council on Foreign Relations and under Jacob Rothschild and... No, but really, I recommend the work of, uh, of course, Carol Quigley, Tragedy and Hope, and uh, the Anglo-American Establishment, uh, Tragedy and Hope 101, Jacob Plummer, the audiobook, for the people who want the short and quick, easy version. And what was another book I was just going to throw out there? Oh, there's lots of good information, but I think the ones that I've just touched on are going to be the best for that particular topic. Oh, James Perloff, Shadows of Power. He has a, I think it's like a two-hour presentation on YouTube. I'll put this in the show notes if I can remember. I have the time when I'm editing. And I went the wrong way. I'm on the riverbed. Um, so, yeah. How did I get into talking about this? Uh, oh. oh, it's because I was talking about Mr. Mosley. So how many people have really heard of a Carol Quigley or Cecil Rhodes or the Milner Roundtable. You know, if you're if you followed by Kevin Cole, Tragedy and Hope, Richard Grove, Peace Revolution Podcast, uh, then you're well versed and you're well aware of all those names and people. Or if you're just not a total brainwashed idiot, public, schooled, indoctrinated moron like. People like myself, maybe you did know about all those things, you know, but most of us didn't and don't and still don't. And I've had, you know, people, why is that important? Why do I need to know any of those things? Well, maybe you don't. Maybe if you just want to go work your nine to five and, you know, be a corporate wage slave and just be stuck in the democratic left-right paradigm and, you know, just believe what you see on mainstream media and just get your ass totally handed to you when the economy turns this upcoming economic downturn in your 401k and your savings account and pension or anything else that you thought was coming to you and social security and things like that aren't there anymore. Uh, it'll be too late at that point, but... All, all those things I just mentioned would be key to understanding if we were really going to affect and change things for the better. You have to understand the causal factors. That's why history... Well, I'm not, I'm not naive enough to think that I understand history perfectly or that any one person that I just mentioned or any of the, any of the great authors or, or books out there have it all 100% correct. But, we can definitely do some triangulation on things. Uh, we could definitely negate a lot of the things that we were taught as being not true. Or, uh, limited hangouts of sorts. We're just kind of telling us uh, enough of the piece to think that, enough of the puzzle to think that we have the whole thing, but we really just have a few pieces. And, uh, 
I know it's really great to sit and pretend like your movement has it all figured out. And that if you guys just realize your utopian ideal, that everything will be fixed. But, um, they're not excluded and they're not exempt from making all the same blunders and mistakes as even the people in the primary matrix. And not even just the people in the secondary matrix. So, I think I better find my way out of this riverbed. I think back there behind me was either a homeless man uh, rustling in the bushes or a deer. <laughs> I didn't stick around to figure it out. But anyway, uh, everybody have a wonderful day. Oh, hey, there's the trail. And tylerblurrycom slash subscribe. Drop your email in there. Uh, in the future, that will be the best way to get updates and information about important things that I think you should see. I'm not very spammy. I don't send out things very often. did a little bit recently just to kind of let people know that the emails were there. Other than that, uh, everyone... Have a wonderful day. Let me know if you have any questions. I'm open to discussing these things. I'm not uh, gonna freak out or have some huge massive meltdown if we if we want to have a discussion. I mean, I'm willing to go on a live stream or if somebody wants to have me on their show and we can discuss these things openly and uh, get to the bottom of anything that's not making sense. All right, talk to you later.